Hi, my name is Kyle Duncan. I'm the Appellate Chief of the Louisiana Attorney General's Office. I'm counsel of record representing uh, 11 state amici in support of the petitioners in this case, uh, petitioners of the state of California. Uh, this is a case that arises out of a California law from 2005 that uh, would impose up to a $1,000 penalty on retailers for selling to minors under the age of 18 a, quote, violent video game, which was defined as a game that depicts, quote, the killing, maiming, dismembering, or sexually assaulting an image of a human being, and a, a game that meets an obscene as to minors test that is uh, adapted from the court's obscenity jurisprudence to violent content. Uh, as we put it in our briefs, uh, California is here trying to target games that invite players to commit shockingly graphic acts of digital sadism, and essentially says that if minors want to play these games, their parents must buy the games for them. In enacting this law, California relied on extensive social science uh, research correlating such game playing with minors' antisocial behavior, and also on Federal Trade Commission reports that uh, such games were marketed deliberately to minors, and that the video game industry's voluntary rating system was not effective enough to prevent 69% of 13- to 16-year-olds from buying such games. The Ninth Circuit, however, and the district court below it, held that this law was invalid under the free speech clause of the First Amendment. The Ninth Circuit applied strict scrutiny and found that the state had established no direct causal link to psychological harm to minors, uh, and also that the act was not the least restrictive means of uh, regulating the state's, uh, of furthering the state's compelling interest because of the voluntary rating system. California petitioned for certiorari in the case, uh, and its uh, petition was granted, despite the fact that there was no lower court split on the issue. Um, I'll just talk generally about the petitioner's arguments in the case, and at the same time talk about the arguments of the 11 state amici, uh, because those arguments overlap to a large extent. The basic position of petitioners in this case is that California's law falls into a, a, a principle that this that the Supreme Court articulated as far back as 1975, uh, in which the court said it is well settled that a state can adopt more stringent controls on communicative materials available to youth than on those available to adults. So California and the state of Mickey say that this law is constitutional under existing precedents for three main reasons. First, the laws like this are limited in scope. They leave adult speech completely unfettered, and they target only minors' commercial access to a limited category of speech. Secondly, a law like this has a limited purpose. It simply promotes parents' authority to decide what kinds of violent games their minor children may play, and does not seek to impose a paternalistic message uh, on society generally. And thirdly, uh, the court has recognized repeatedly that minors' rights and in particular their First Amendment rights, are not coextensive with adults' First Amendment rights. Um, the basic doctrinal question that the court will have to answer in this case is the following. Does the California law fall within the Supreme Court's line of cases, cases such as Ginsburg v. New York, uh, Interstate Circuit v. Dallas, and FCC v. Pacifica, cases that allow government greater leeway in restricting minors' access to indecent but not legally seen materials? Or, on the other hand, are such cases limited to sexually themed material only and cannot uh, be applied to the violent material at issue here? The general response of petitioners and their amici is that nothing in the language or logic of those decisions 
suggests that they must be artificially limited to erotic material only. Those decisions speak generally of objectionable or indecent material, not only sexual material. Those cases themselves dealt with laws that could have encompassed certain forms of brutality or criminal violence. And most importantly, those cases are premised on the idea that states may reinforce parental authority to direct the upbringing of their children. Parents' interest uh, in that upbringing in, in, in controlling what their children see and do doesn't arbitrarily stop with sexual material, especially uh, in the context of today's increasingly violent, saturated culture. So the basic position of California and its 11 amici states is that the Ginsburg line of cases comfortably applies, meaning that the lower court should have applied a rationality standard and not strict scrutiny. California goes on to argue that even under strict scrutiny, the lower court should not have demanded a direct link between violent games and harm to, harm to minors, but rather should have required only a correlation, which California argues is richly demonstrated in the social science literature. At, at this point, I'd like to, uh, to talk about some of the arguments that the 11th state amici uh, develop uh, further. And those are basically two. Uh, first, that the California law falls within traditional state limits on minors' constitutional rights and that the California law also falls within a tradition of state reinforcement of parental rights. First, the state amici argue that the Constitution does not require states to blind themselves to the fact that children are not adults. States may limit minors' rights in a multitude of areas in ways that would be unthinkable for adults, such as voting, marriage, serving on juries, contracting, consent to medical procedures, and privacy. If a state may restrict a minor's right to vote or to marry, then it may also restrict her right to purchase a graphically violent video game without her parents' permission. Secondly, California's law falls within a well-established source of state authority to support the rights of parents to raise their children. And in many cases, from Pierce versus Society of Sisters to Troxel v. Granville, the Supreme Court has recognized that parents have a fundamental interest in the care of their children. And the court has often allowed states to reinforce that parental authority in numerous contexts. So a law like California's falls squarely within this long-standing and praiseworthy tradition. In conclusion, this case is an important one that has garnered a lot of attention. Uh, it addresses a fundamental principle about the First Amendment and state authority. California has enacted a common-sense provision to prevent minors from purchasing a narrow class of shockingly graphic video games. The law bans no speech, however. It places no limitation on adult access to speech. It doesn't even prevent minors from playing the games, provided their parents approve. It should be obvious that our culture is becoming more and more saturated with images of brutality and carnage. Video games reflect and amplify this reality and have a profound impact on the children who play them for hours at a time. The First Amendment is not so rigid that it prevents a state from enacting a modest provision designed to help parents police their children's exposure to the kinds of graphic, absorbing, and interactive materials like the ones at issue here.